Bonjour tout le monde. This morning we're going to look at feeling, the experience of feeling, as uh, taught in the Satipatthana Sutta. <coughs> feeling, <coughs> excuse me, feeling is the second of the applications of mindfulness. So it's an arena for us to develop this awareness, this present moment awareness of what we're, what we're feeling. Feeling uh, in, uh, in this practice has a kind of a technical meaning. And, um, and often uh, the, the Pali word is Vedana, and often the, um, the translation is feeling tone. Um, because it's not the way we usually use the word feelings. You know, I'm feeling great today, or I'm feeling sad, or... Um, <coughs> uh, I'm feeling like having some oatmeal this morning. <laughs> uh, so these are all different uh, uses of the word feeling, which are not what the Buddha is meaning when... Um, he uses the word in this context, Vedna in this context. The word feeling uh, connotes a very simple, um, involuntary experience of, a, of, of which arises which simultaneously with sensory experience, anything coming in through the eyes, the ears, the nose, the tongue, uh, uh, the, you know, the taste sensations, and, <coughs> and uh, the touch sensation, the body, and the mind. So in Buddhist teaching, the mind uh, is a, a sense door, a sense experience. So. So when we're <clears throat> when we're thinking, imagining, having memories, and so on, um, it might be audio. We might be kind of hearing, or and it might be visual as well as a thought. We might be imagining something, <clears throat> uh, and it's happening in the realm of the mind. So, so this is considered the mind is considered the sixth sense in Buddhist teaching. And feeling tone is a, uh, an experience, a sense, um, uh, sorry, not a, a mental experience that arises with a sensory experience. And there are also feeling tones that arise not from sense experience, but that arise from spiritual experience. So the Buddha makes a very important distinction between these two. Um, so <coughs> so uh, 
the translator, and I always find this a little strange, uses the word worldly and unworldly uh, for sensory and spiritual. And um, you know, I find unworldly a bit like, you know, woo, you know, <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so I'll, I'll substitute uh, sensory and spiritual. But spiritual is also a little bit nebulous. It's hard to figure out what that means exactly. But, but in this context, it would mean arising with our spiritual practice. So, for example, in practicing generosity, um, which is a spiritual practice, one experiences joy. Buddha taught it's, it's the source of joy to be generous. So um, I'll read the Satipatthana text. So how does one abide contemplating feelings as feelings? Here, when feeling a pleasant feeling, one understands. <clears throat> I feel a pleasant feeling. When feeling a painful feeling, one understands. I feel a painful feeling. When feeling a neither painful nor pleasant feeling, one understands, I feel a neither painful nor pleasant feeling. So usually that neither pleasant nor painful is shortened to neutral. When feeling a worldly pleasant feeling, one understands, I feel the worldly pleasant feeling. Um, when feeling an unworldly pleasant feeling, one understands I feel an unworldly pleasant feeling. When feeling a worldly painful feeling, he underst one understands I feel a worldly painful feeling. When feeling an unworldly painful feeling, one understands I feel an unworldly painful feeling. Um, so, and it goes on with neutral and um, dividing it into uh, worldly or sensory and, uh, and unworldly or spiritual. And then um, the paragraph on insight. In this way, one abides contemplating feelings as feelings internally, or, or one abides contemplating feelings as feelings externally, or one abides contemplating feelings as feelings both internally and externally, so simply being mindful of them. Or else he abides contemplating in feelings their nature of arising, or contemplating <coughs> in feelings their nature of vanishing, or contemplates in feelings their nature of both arising and vanishing. So, so that, so just mindful that there is a feeling, or taking it further, becoming aware of their impermanent nature, that they arise and they, they pass away, they arise, they vanish. Um, or else mindfulness that there is a feeling, that there is feeling, is simply established in one to the extent necessary for bare knowledge and mindfulness. And one abides independent 
not clinging to anything in the world. That is how one abides contemplating feelings as feelings. So this, this brings mindfulness to a deeper level, to a much more subtle level. So establishing mindfulness in the body, <coughs> establishing mindfulness in the body is, is really a very helpful um, preliminary uh, development but in order to, to begin to really notice feelings because we feel those feeling tones, we experience them in the body. And so, if you have been, you know, kind of settling into the body and really bringing your attention to be present in the body as you um, are meditating and as you have moved throughout the day and eating and brushing your teeth and getting dressed and everything you do, um, your your attention is beginning to settle into the body and that gives you um, a greater capacity to, to notice feeling tone as it arises and it's arising continuously every every moment uh, is there's pleasant unpleasant and neutral arising so just bringing mindfulness to what we're experiencing sitting here. Um, it's, uh, it's a very, for most, most people's sensibility, um, this would be a very pleasant day uh, in the sense of it's not too humid, it's not too hot, not too cold, you know, the sun is shining. So, so maybe the feeling tone, pleasant, is arising just, you know, if you took a little, if you stepped outside after breakfast and, and just walked around a little bit. So there might have been this quality of pleasant. Maybe hearing the sounds of the birds as you sit and listen to me you know, there, there also might be a rising, a feeling tone of pleasant. And maybe as you're sitting and experiencing those pleasant sensory experiences, so those, those experiences which, with, which are accompanied by pleasant feeling tones, you also might be having some pain in your ankle or um, or maybe uh, in your gut or your back. And so when you focus attention on that, then you might be aware of feeling unpleasant, uh, a feeling tone of unpleasant. So, so with sensory experiences, pleasant and unpleasant are continuously arising. And uh, a neutral feeling tone is is kind of um, harder to notice because uh, 
it doesn't it doesn't grab our attention. You know, so, you know, example I often give is you know if you hadn't if you hadn't really looked at the color of the wall behind you, you might not be able to remember what exactly co- what color it is exactly um, because maybe it didn't strike you as pleasant or unpleasant. It's kind of neutral. So there are a lot of things that. We just the, the mind just kind of glosses over because it doesn't grab us as either painful or or pleasant. Let's see my water bottle. So um, there are some some more important things to to remember about feeling tone. So so yeah, in my examples, I didn't I didn't mention thought. So so thought also arises with pleasant and unpleasant feeling tone. Um, Maybe um, at some point you had you have a, a memory <coughs> that arises of a conflict that you had with somebody before you came on retreat, and maybe when that thought arises, that memory arises, maybe there's an unpleasant feeling tone. Um, maybe maybe you. <coughs> You think of somebody that you love at home, and maybe there's a pleasant feeling tone that arises, gratitude, joy, love. And, um, and maybe, so, so the gratitude, joy, and love are not the feeling tones. Those are a further development, kind of down the line, but a a pleasant feeling tone arises, which then can kind of morph into or <coughs> give rise to those those emotions, um, which are uh, pleasant emotions. Um, and at the same time, you might feel a pleasant feeling tone and maybe also you miss them, so an unpleasant feeling tone arises, and you know, there's a wanting to be with them, to talk about your experience, and so on. So, so you see, um, so that's part of what I'm going to talk about today is is how feeling tone then moves into something uh, more complex. <coughs> so. The specific feeling um, arises through each sense door and resonates in the body. And there's no choice as to what feeling tone arises. So we can't say, you know, I'm going to experience that bird song as a painful feeling tone. Um, it's, that's, that's not in our control. 
or we can't say, you know, um, you know I, uh, that, you know, that uh, sound of a tractor, um, you know, backfiring is, you know, I'm going to experience that as pleasant. Um, it, it just arises as unpleasant. Um, and um, so the so the feeling is not necessarily inherent in the op- object. Um, in so most of us will experience a bird song as pleasant, but there are experiences that someone would experience as pleasant, and somebody else would experience as unpleasant. You know. Um, you know, example is the temperature in the room. That's often uh, something that comes up in on retreats. You know, if somebody leaves a note, the room is too hot. Somebody else leaves a note, the room is too cold, and the manager has to figure out how to deal with it. Um, and uh, and so, uh, you know, that that's conditioned by our bodies, our metabolism, you know, and so on. It's, uh, it, it can be individual. So the temperature in the room is just what it is, and, and people experience the feeling of it differently. <coughs> so um, so in, in the teaching, uh, in the Satipatthana, the Buddha is saying, be aware of the feeling tone that arises moment by moment. So, so why is that important? It's important because when pleasant feeling tone arises, we tend, it tends, <coughs> when there's no mindfulness, when mindfulness is absent, it tends to give rise to craving. Um, and craving is is a word that uh, that connotes um, some some drivenness of emotion, and, and it can be it can be wanting more, or it can be also be wanting to get rid of that that feeling. So so when no mindfulness is present, craving arises, and um, and then the craving further develops into clinging in which the mind gets into a whole uh, kind of preoccupation as to how can I get more of that or how can I get rid of it. So uh, if it's pleasant, we want more of it. If it's unpleasant, we want to get rid of it. So that becomes suffering. So that is, you know, that uh, getting caught up in craving and clinging is, is suffering. So, so the Buddha is, you know, puts a kind of a, a spotlight on feelings and says, um, if you just notice, it's pleasant. Like, it doesn't have to morph. It has, doesn't have to go on into craving and clinging. Uh, and... And then, with the clinging, 
it's also important to mention that that there develops this whole construction of a sense of self. You know, that's so that we, we have the feeling pleasant, the craving, cling I want more, clinging, how can I get more? I'm gonna after the retreat I'm gonna find out where she got that those shoes because I really like them and I'm gonna you know, order them online if I can and uh, you know. And then the self that gets constructed, you know, I'm gonna really look great walking around those shoes, you know, so so uh, we felt that sense of self. And uh, and so so this you know, we do this continuously and 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 with all of this uh, proliferation of thought, you know, we are just lost in self. Where mindfulness is gone, where we're uh, we're in this um, we're in this thought constructed world in which we're shopping and walking around in really cool shoes. So, uh, or whatever, you know, choose your fantasy. <laughs> so, so when we just notice pleasant, you know, um, so we see something, you know, it's beautiful, it's beautifully made, or we go outside and, you know, we're in the sunshine, you know, it's, there can be this clinging that arises like, oh, I hope that tomorrow is like this, um, you know, so, so lucky we have these gorgeous days, um, and, and then when tomorrow comes and it's not, so then there's a feeling of resistance or disappointment, unpleasant, don't like it, don't want it. So we keep getting pulled into these <coughs> vortexes of, of, of craving, clinging, and self. And of course, of course, we're 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 always flooded with sense contact, right? Where, you know, so so these sense experiences are rising and falling so rapidly that we uh, can't even track them all. So, so as we develop the skill of noticing feeling tone, fo- focus on what's in the forefront, what comes into the forefront. Um, sort of the strongest. So, so it's, it's, it's important to notice a few things about feeling tone. First of all, that every experience has a feeling tone. And if you don't notice what feeling tone it, it is, 
it's probably neutral. So it's easier to notice pleasant feeling tone and unpleasant feeling tone. So in, in our thoughts, noticing a pleasant thought, I'm noticing a thought which has unpleasant feelings, uh, neutral, um, noticing that we don't control the feeling tone, noticing that um, it's it's impermanent. So, so it it arises and passes away um, very quickly. And and when we when we begin to home home in on uh, feeling tone, we also begin to, I think, notice sensory experience and how it's impermanent, how it fluctuates and changes. If you have trouble really getting feeling tone, it's, it's a bit subtle and hard to notice at first. So um, you, might, you might notice a feeling of, I like this and I, I dislike this. So that, that's already going a, a little bit toward craving, but it's, it's, it's just, it can, it can be kind of softer, a lot softer than craving. Just, and there's a teacher um, that, that uses like and dislike instead of feeling tone. And, and it's, it can be a little bit easier to, to um, pick up on and then then maybe you can just notice it. Um, anybody having uh, any questions or difficulty with feeling tone, with really touching into what that is? So if you have questions, there'll be a Q&A after this, um, which, you know, you just come to. So, <clears throat> so we're noticing that Every sense contact has a feeling that arises with it. And, and we are noticing the type of feeling, if it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And we're noticing the impermanent nature of them. So, so this is you know, what the Buddha said on the insight reframe, you know, just, just notice that, that it's there. So, uh, and then I just want to um, 
say a word about those, the sensory and the spiritual feeling tones. So sometimes it's really uh, very clear that you know a sensory feeling tone is is uh, is pleasant or unpleasant. You know, like like um, that uh, that cho- chocolate cake with the cherry topping and whipped cream. You know, mm-hmm. Pleasant. Uh, so so did you did you take a serving and then maybe find yourself saying. You know, I want more. You know, I want another one. Uh, that's craving and clinging. You know, and then, oh, should I get more? Uh, maybe somebody will notice that I'm taking seconds on dessert. And uh, I, I'm on retreat. I shouldn't do that. You know, that's greedy. Uh, so all of this proliferation of thinking, all of the constructing around a self, you know, like... I, you know, am I a good yogi or am I a bad yogi? If I take a second dessert, am I a bad yogi? <laughs> so all of these things that come up in the mind. Um, yeah. So, you know, or um, you know, pain in sitting is. Uh, a sensory unpleasant experience. Well, some people might say it's it, it's associated with meditation, so maybe it should be in the category of of uh, of spiritual unpleasant experiences. So, so the, the boundaries are a little bit fuzzy for me. Um, Uh, so you know we can say uh, just some kind of unpleasant experience, like uh, you know. So I have this this cough, and I feel the the tickly feeling in my chest, and that's unpleasant. And then you know my mind says, I don't want to cough because I'm speaking. You know. I don't proliferate too much around it, but, um, but I'm just aware that there's a, a not wanting to cough. So, you know, or it could be, you know, sitting in the hall and a cough is coming up and I feel, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to cough. I don't want to disturb the silence, or somebody might judge me, or uh, you know all of these things. So, so unpleasant and pleasant um, sensory experiences. Um, I find that that uh, the experience of being in nature um, it can it can be just sensory, it can also be <coughs> moving into <laughs> spiritual, <clears throat> um, the sense of feeling a profound connection with life uh, is a spiritual experience. Uh, so, you know, notice how you experience it. 
um, some spiritual pleasant experiences. I mentioned generosity, um, the the calming of the body <coughs> and the mind. <coughs> is pleasant, it can give rise to joy, um, which is a pleasant experience. Um, uh, the experience of, of insight um, into the impermanent nature of things can be, um, there can be a grief that comes up with that, which may feel unpleasant like a sense of, you know, my, my most beloved relationships, I, you know, I can't hold on to them. Um, we may become separated <coughs> because of different obligations. One of us may die, uh, my partner may die, and, and um, or my my brother, my, my dear friend may die and, and, and I'll be separated from them. And so, um, so that may bring grief, but impermanence can also bring um, a sense of freedom, a sense of letting go, of recognizing that we can't hold on to anything. And, um, and so that that is pleasant, that's a spiritually pleasant uh, feeling. And, um, and so just um, discovering when these feelings arise for you. So I'll just mention in very briefly because because one can <coughs> we can we can speak about feeling tone for a long long time um, but and I don't want to do that I want to practice um, but perceptions also <coughs> influence feelings and that's part of how they're conditioned so. A perception also comes up when we have a sensory experience. So um, a perception is, is associated with memory and it's how we name and how uh, and it shapes our, um, our attitude, our, our response to our sensory experience. So so a simple perception is that, you know, when we look at this object uh, in the front of the room here, we immediately, the word chair comes to mind, and we know it's a chair. Um, even when it's folded up, we, we can look at it, and it's not so obvious that it's made for sitting on, but we know it's a chair, and that's because of memory. and. An experience. Uh, if somebody were to come 
from a very far away place where there were no chairs and they had never seen a chair and they had never seen one on the internet then uh, they might not they might not know that that's a chair or that's what its purpose is you know maybe it's for putting flowers on something else, standing on to, to close the window. Uh, so, so that's a very simple example and, and all of the things that we, you know, we use, we, you know, immediately I hold this up and, and you know, it's a clock. But there are other perceptions which are cultural um, <coughs> conditionings of the mind, uh, attitudes towards people who look a certain way or act a certain way, um, and these these can uh, create a lot of uh, suffering on for ourselves and for others when we when we. Kind of hold on to the perception and and don't question it. So perceptions, <coughs> percepi- perceptions condition feelings, um, and depending on what our conditioned perception is about this or that, certain feelings will arise, and and we have to remember we don't have control over that. And when we understand about perceptions. We can, we can train ourselves to look beneath the perception, to, to see deeper than the perception, uh, and to, to recognize that the feelings that are arising are conditioned by the perception. Um, so a lot could be said about that, but um, I won't today. So... Um, so as you sit, and we're going to sit for uh, about 20 minutes, notice not just the thought, but notice the feeling tone beneath it. Notice the feeling tone that arises with it. Um, just, you know, you could name it or you could just notice it. Um, as you've experienced sense experiences um, in the body, touch, you know, perhaps a breeze <coughs> on the skin or sounds or um, inner body sensations, just notice uh, what the feeling tone is. So in a way you're, you're, uh, you're not just stopping with noticing the the sensation itself, you're noticing the feeling tone that arises with it. Any question about that? Okay, let me take a a minute to uh, release your posture if you like.
As we begin to, to sit, it's always good to begin with settling the body, feeling the body <coughs> balanced and stable, sitting on the earth, bringing a, a, an energy to the spine, lifting in the spine from the base through the crown, bringing mindfulness to the fore, so just establishing that quality of mindfulness and, and kind of really noticing what it feels like to bring this present moment, non-judgmental, aware, reflectively aware, we are aware that we are aware, bringing that quality of mindfulness into the forefront of our consciousness. And feeling the breath. gathering the attention around the breath. And bringing an intention to notice feeling tone. Don't need to focus too much on sensory versus spiritual, but just uh, just noticing this quality <coughs> of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.